In the following live session recording, Barry Dollar, state missionary in communications with Georgia Baptist Mission Board, will talk about a mega list of free tools and resources to improve your web presence. Are you looking for the latest ideas and resources to renew and refresh your church's website and your online presence? In this session, the listener will hear the must-haves and the cool new trends to enhance online communication through the web. Let's join Barry now. So welcome, we're glad you're here. Um, so the title of, of what we're doing, I don't even know if I have it on my slide, but let's look. Yes, 2019 mega list of freebies. Every year I do a mega list of freebies. Some of them have been on here before. Some of them are new things that I've found. And, uh, and I love free, I know you guys love free. This will go kind of quick. Um, I'm, I won't cover all the details, but um, you know, I'll cover enough, and if we have time at the end, we can do some Q&A. Uh, feel free to stop and ask me a question while we're talking about a particular item, too. Hey, man, good to see you. It's been a while. Um, okay, so I'm just going to jump right in. I already uh, told you who I am and what I do. I, I, I do web stuff, and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so I hope this is going to be helpful to you. Um, the first thing I want to do, invite you, if you haven't yet, find our Facebook group, facebook.com groups, communication, communications as ministry, and join us. Okay, yeah, take a picture of that, because we want you to join our group. This is a good, good interactive group, and, uh, and so we'd love for you to become a part of that. All right. Okay, freebies. Free websites. Now, a lot of you don't have a website yet. You're thinking about a website. You're trying to build a website. So there's a lot of recommendations. I'm going to give you the best free recommendation. Okay, this is what I think is the best free recommendation. Here's how I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to give you each of these freebies. I'm going to tell you what their pitch is, and I'm going to give you a quick review, and uh, we may even look at some of them. So here's their pitch. Beautiful ministry websites and mobile apps powered by Radiant, a company committed to advancing the gospel of Christ. How cool is that? So automatically, they've got my attention. Okay, now now what? I, here's what I love about them. Um, they make a way for you to ease into a solid web platform for free, and then you can grow your web presence by upgrading to their premium offerings. They have multiple um, sizing options, but the first one's free. And, and most platforms like this, when it's free, they're going to run advertisements on your website. You don't want that because you, you have no control over that. Well, they don't do that. But they do limit the amount of the size of your website, the, the amount of tools that you get. But for uh, most churches, there's going to be enough there. And so uh, if you want an easy way to kind of ease into web building, now this is what's called a CMS, a content management system. Now, a content management system, they have their tools, and you can work with their tools. Uh, the challenge might be you go, well, I would like to do this. Well, if that's not one of their tools, then you can't do that because it's not built into their system. Many churches are on content management systems. A lot of churches have LifeWay. LifeWay is a content management system. Um, if you want to know the best platform in the world to be on, and you can do the homework and get on it, it would be WordPress. Now, you can do 
WordPress for free, but you would have to purchase uh, you would have to pur purchase a um, web space to do WordPress. But you know you can look into that. There's some great um, there's some great tutorials that take you so simply from this is how you log in to WordPress. So. So if you just want to go on something that's there, it's built, and you kind of jump in and start building pages, this is what I'm going to recommend to you. Um, if you want to use a platform that allows you to uh, create, you know, add plugins to do just about anything that you want to do, you want to check into WordPress, uh, get my card, give me a call. At, um, as a matter of fact, at the end of this, um, I have a link that I'll share with all of you and it'll be all my notes here, plus it'll be additional notes. It'll be links and things like that. And so uh, in those links, I think that I might have included the link to some WordPress training if you want to go in that direction. But if anything that I talk about here tonight are, are not added to those notes, then by all means contact me and I'll be glad to, uh, to go more in depth with you on it, okay? But free websites, Radiant Tools, I love it because their philosophy, their passion, their, their, their ministry, and they want to share the gospel. And this is why they're saying, you know what, a church should not have to pay for a website if they can't afford it. We want every church to have a website. So that's what I've always loved about them. All right, um, the next one. By the way, before we jump too far, it, who in here uses WordPress? Anybody use WordPress? Oh, cool. Several started on, but I'm not, I'm not up and running yet. Okay, well, all of our websites at the George Baptist Mission Board are WordPress websites. Um, it, I, it, it's just um, it's a, a great way to go if, if that's you. If you have time to learn it, it you know, it's, it's sort of intermediate, I would say. For Radiant Tools would be uh, very simple to move into WordPress as of a learning curve. Okay, free media, free free church photos. You want free, you know, you're trying to do your website, maybe maybe your pastor does a blog, you're always looking for images to use, or maybe you're doing PowerPoints, or maybe the slides at the beginning of the service or whatever. This is my favorite uh, free photo website, and we'll just take a quick look at it. It's called Freely Photos. What? Y'all, hang in there. We're going to get there. I had my browser open. Okay, let's do this. Um, what? Do I not know how to drive? There we go. Okay. So, this is all... Um, the, the great thing about Freely is it's a CCO license which means creative commons and no attribution, okay? So there's a lot of free websites with free images out there, but if you read the fine print, most of them are gonna say you have to give attribution to this website. So basically, if you're using those images on your website, somewhere on that page you have to say, I got this image from this website. So you want to always be sure that you have that CCO license to work with in which all the images on this website is under that license and you don't have to give any attribution because it's not that you don't want to say, hey, give them credit. I'm giving them credit now. But what I don't want is a bunch of advertisements on our websites. And so I really appreciate what they're doing here. 
and uh, they're, they're, they have a ton of just great images. I'll just click on Bible. And so you can see, and all these are high resolution, so you could use them for printing if you need them for printing or whatever it may be. So it's really good. Uh, really great website. Um, I'm, I use a lot of these. I do the college at my church, college ministry. And so we use a lot of images, PowerPoint, stuff like that. And so every week I'm pulling an image from here. And they keep adding to their library. So it's a, it's a really cool um, really cool place. Um, let's see, I think I got another one. Oh, here's their, here's their uh, pitch. Totally free, high quality uh, Christian stock photography published under CCO license. So you can do what you want with them. And remember, no matter where you're getting your images, you need to check the license because the last thing you want is for some lawyer to send you a letter that says, that's our image and you didn't pay us for it. And most of the time, they're going to send what's called a cease and desist letter. They'll say, now you take that off of your website and we'll leave you alone. If you don't, we'll see you. But I have seen this one time for a company in Canada that is one of the largest stock photography companies in the world. They had found a church that had one of their images on their website. And they literally did not even give them that uh, cease and desist. They said, we're going to sue you. And so that was very scary. Ultimately, they had to just say cease and desist. But I'm just saying that uh, just make sure that what you're using is borrowed correctly and being used correctly. And so that's the cool thing about that website. There's other websites. Um, so on, um, on the notes, when you get the link of the online notes, I'll have some other ones there that you can go to other than these because it's good to have several of them but all the ones that I will share with you will be that CCO license uh, so free media okay oh church media drop oh yeah I forgot about this I hadn't looked at my notes all week y'all um, so check this out this is not just free images this, anybody uh, anybody use this site yeah I love it Yes. Tell them about it. Um, I like that it has, like we used it at Christmas, um, the last thing I remember, and it would have multiple images with the same background, and it would have like different uh, layouts, it would have different phrases, like a welcome phrase, and it would have a blank one that you could add your own text to, um, and so that you could send it to your social media or your uh, screen people and then it would be consistent that whole service with the same background and roll throughout the whole time. Yeah, so really cool stuff, huh? Um, look, it's got audio backgrounds, bumper video, games, live production, Logix, I don't even know what that is. Logos and graphics, main stage, uh, mini movies, motion background. And here's the cool thing about this, is all of this is created by churches. And they're sharing with each other. So maybe you got some awesome graphics. You can create you an account and you can upload your stuff to share with other churches because you're thinking about it. Like I'll make, a, I'll make a PowerPoint for this study for my college group and it'll be awesome because I love doing stuff like that. And then I use it one time and then it's just collecting dust in the corner of my laptop, right? And, and so upload it to here and somebody else will, will get the advantage of that. So that's really cool. Um, 
free media for churches by churches. Church Media Drop was created to help churches share what they've created. So, very cool idea. Um, you can read that in my notes. Okay. Free design tool. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Now, I've got to admit, full disclosure, I can't say a lot about this because there's a, we're having a session tomorrow on print. And... Uh, Alan Smith is gonna gonna do that session. You want to come here for that, and he'll he'll cover this more extensively. But I'm just gonna kind of introduce it because some of you may not be here tomorrow, so I'm gonna at least introduce it to you. Um, design anything, publish anywhere. Use Canva drag and drop features and professional layouts to design stunning graphics. Don't you want to be a stunning graphic designer? I know I do. Who uses Canva already? Okay. So y'all, who wants to tell everybody how cool it is? Tell us about it. It's easy. You can do it on your phone, your laptop, you know. All right, it's too easy to be yeah. free, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to believe. Everything is not free on it. Um, what are some things that aren't free on it for y'all that use it? Some of the backgrounds. Uh, pretty much anything, any template you use is going to have a select amount of backgrounds that are free, but then keep scrolling all day on. You can find ones that have the little crown mark. Uh-huh. Those are the ones that are not free. Okay. They have, I think that's premium. Um, also, with your, like, I guess that's here under that, a dollar sign. Okay. So they're they're clear, clearly marked. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So there's some, but there's definitely some free stuff okay. on there. Good free stuff, okay. right? And then there's some stuff that's even better, and you go, wow, I want that. See, they know what they're doing, you know, and, uh, and you may end up paying for it. So, yeah, Canva. Um, the, here's my favorite thing about Canva is I can create, let's say I want to create my church a logo. And once I create that logo, I'll go, wait, that would be good on a T-shirt, right? And I can go, boom, make it a T-shirt. Make it a background image. Make it a brochure. I mean, it just automatically resizes it into these different realities. It's just very cool. That's my favorite feature. That's why I pay for it, the resize feature. To go from Instagram or Insta Stories or a landscape, like a Facebook cover photo, you can just resize it. Resize a few things and it's done. Now, you mentioned something. That's why you pay for it. So, do you pay for the resizing? Um, well, and I also get some free graphics, too, that aren't available with it. I use yeah. the free version for a long time, but having my own nonprofit and doing my church and having a business, it's worth it for me to yeah. have. And then I have my brand kit where I can put all my colors and fonts in there and customize it right. to fit my brand. The other, the other cool thing is that, let's say you create your logo, but you want your color you know you, you've just got that you can change all the layers they have pre-built logos that you can go in and just click on the text and put your name in there it's just very cool just check it out you'll you'll have fun um, who was it said you could do it on your on your phone was that you yeah I mean that's how easy it is you can just do it on your phone so very cool stuff does anybody have any other like free design tools other than Canva that you use designer is another one that heard of after this year. I mean, after last year, it's very similar to Canva though. Yeah. It's just another one that um, has free, pretty much it's, I'll call it 
they're uh, pretty much the same as Canva. Okay. So maybe when you get a chance, share that link on our in our I will. group. John, what was you going to say? Adobe Spark. Yeah. Adobe Spark. Tell us a little bit about Adobe Spark. It's got three different parts to it. It's totally free. And it, uh, you can post it. They have a post generator like for social media. They have a landing page, like really simple landing pages um, that you can build out. And then also videos. Where When I say videos, it's really motion graphics. Mm -hmm. it's, so Adobe Spark, and Adobe, I mean, that's big time. You know, they, they pretty much own the graphic world just now. You know, there's no lesson required for that. Yep. We just purchased a digital sign. And would this reduce the sizes of the pictures to fit on that sign also? I, that's a great question. I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't, does anybody that you, Canva, right? Does anybody use Canva know that? Have you used it on a digital sign, Linda? Like, you know how it changes the size for t-shirts, business cards? Will it give you one? Does it have a preset for a digital sign? You can say what size you want it. Yeah, yeah. So that would take care of that for sure. I have one that's almost free. Tell us, tell us. It's called Over. I use it on my iPad. Now wait a minute, almost free. Now this is the free group. a year. Oh, okay. But it has lots of fonts, lots of graphics, lots of background. You can export. There's a free version of it. You don't have to yeah. pay. Yeah, no, you don't. I, I use the free version. Okay. I don't. Well, I well, use the free version for a long time. Well, you go on our group page when you get a chance and put that link on there. I, I just love it when they you do, guys. Like you said, there is, a, there is a free version. Yeah. And so you guys, when you guys share stuff, I mean, there's just way more power when we're all just sharing our knowledge, right? And, and already tonight, you guys have been, like, dispensing knowledge on me, so I appreciate that. So do please share that on our group page. Okay. Email marketing. Who who does email marketing? Okay, a few people. Do any of you use MailChimp? Okay, so MailChimp is very cool. Uh, we are actually in a transition process at George Baptist Mission Board moving from our previous vendor to MailChimp. And I, I love MailChimp. I mean, be just for the same reason I love Canva, it's just way too easy. I mean, they just make it uh, foolproof, which fits me perfectly. And, and so MailChimp is really awesome. MailChimp is an always-on marketing platform for small businesses, but don't let the word marketing scare you. It's really for email marketing, but, I mean, it can go as deep as you want it to go. If you want to get really professional with your marketing, they can get really professional with you. If, if you just want to send an email blast out once a week, they can take care of you. Uh, the thing that I love about MailChimp is that the free plan includes up to 2,000 contacts. Most churches are not going to have 2,000 contacts. Uh, 10,000 sent emails per month. 
that's going to cover most churches. So basically, you can be on MailChimp, which I think is the best email platform out there for email marketing, and never pay a dime. I mean, how sweet is that? And they've been like that from the beginning. And a lot of companies, they start out at the beginning with this cool free offer. And in a year or two, when they get their customer base up, all of a sudden, they bump you up. MailChimp's been around a long time, and they've never changed this. And I really appreciate that about them. And plus, uh, I think they're a Georgia company, right? And I think, no, 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 no. They've got, they've got some offices in Atlanta. I know that. But anyway, they're Why cool. They well, for the people that need more than ten thousand a month. Okay. Yeah, so they have plans that you can buy into. Okay. Yes. So this is a website or I mean or a, a site for massive sales. Yes. Yeah. Like if you would like if you wanted to do a, a weekly newsletter from your church via email. This you could go in here. You can have up to two thousand email addresses, and you can send up to ten thousand emails per month. You can see that there's a daily limit of two thousand emails, and you can do all that free. And the e the email builder is very intuitive. So you go in there, and maybe you want to tell them about your sermon series. Maybe you want to tell them about BBS. You want to drop in an image, and and it's it's responsive on mobile. You, you don't have to do anything but basically put your content, put your images if you want images, and go save, and you can schedule you schedule when you want it to go out. I mean, it's just a very cool platform that if you haven't used it, just go in there and play with it. When I started playing with it, it's been a long time now. It was right after they first come out, and I had not done any kind of email marketing, and I was so surprised at how quickly I was able to figure out what was going on. And, and it is very good. At the time, I had a nonprofit, and I was, like, having to uh, speak to my audience. And, and, man, it was just a beautiful thing for me. Yes? I have a question. So, like, our secretary just uses a Gmail account to send out. But I know with my business, um, if, if they've not technically opted in, um, then it puts them in a different category then people, I manually, like if I import a contact list or I manually put those emails, like if somebody, if I, they do a raffle or something and I put those in manually, it will say you have X number of contacts, but only X number of these are subscribers. And so when I send out my mass email, it only targets the subscribers. Do you know a way to fix that? Because like for churches, if you have to opt in, like they would have to go in and, and give the secretary, like she'd have to send them that opt-in form or the landing page and they would have to do it themselves rather than just like importing all of the Gmail contacts. Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a lot of conversation there, but I would tell you that I think, I, I would recommend that any email list that you build that you would always be sure that on, at the onset they would get an opt-in opportunity. Okay. And so, even in Mailchimp, you can build uh, you can build that into the platform to where uh, you know if you add somebody, it will send them an email that says you've been added to this. Do okay. you want to be added to this? And then they would have to say yes, I want to be added to this. I mean, different platforms manage it different ways, but however you manage it, make sure that you do that. Yes. Um, make sure that you create some kind of opt-in opportunity. The cool thing about uh, MailChimp is, let's say if you have multiple 
um, list. Maybe you have a list for Sunday school, maybe you have a list for uh, youth, whatever, three or four lists. Well, they can. there's always going to be a link at whatever email they get where they can click and it'll open up. It'll show them the list that they are assigned to. And they can uncheck one if they go, well, I'm getting too much. Uh, or maybe, you know, I'm working with youth now. I don't want the Sunday school. You know, so they can manage that themselves, which is a very cool thing. I mean, it, MailChimp is a deep, deep program. It's so easy. It, it can do just a little bit or it can do an amazing amount. So if you want to do any kind of email, uh, group emails, definitely check them out. Um, okay. Free podcasting. Is anybody podcasting? Anyone? Anyone? John, I see you looking back there. Um, okay, so podcasting. I, I got I got a note here I want to share with you. Let me find it about podcasting. This might get you jazzed up about podcasting. Um, let me listen. Okay. So a few months ago I went to the 2019 Digital Summit. It's in Atlanta and it's sort of like what we're doing here tonight but on a huge scale. And all it is, it's just all about communications web. Uh, podcast and all this stuff. So uh, one of the keynotes there was a lady named Randy Zuckerberg. Now, you recognize that name? Yep. Yeah. Who, who owns Facebook? Zuckerberg. Mark, her husband, right? And so she's got her own uh, marketing firm. And so she has a keynote. And, and here's the quote I want to share with you with her presentation. She said, right now is the time to do audio podcasts. 90 million listeners and only 800,000 producers. 90 million people are looking for podcasts. Only 800,000 people are producing podcasts. Now, now let me, let me tell you this. She said, if in a year from now, it will be too late. Because everybody knows that. And, and podcast producers are going, this, this is like where blogging was 15, 20 years ago. When everybody was looking for blog posts to read and nobody was p producing blog posts, now there's more bloggers than they are readers and it's saturated and so people go, should I even be blogging anymore? You know? Um, but podcasting, what, how, okay, so how does that relate to a church? Somebody tell me. What sermon, kind of podcasts? A sermon. Absolutely, you sermons. Or Bible study. And you can listen to it as you ride down the road or whatever. Yes, sermons, Bible studies. Um, exactly, exactly. So, so anchor. So that brings us to Anchor FM. So definitely. Now, now let me back up and say this: podcasting requires work. You know, it, you got to record it. Somebody has to do it. So if there's nobody to do it, if you're a pastor here tonight, don't say, "Well, on top of everything else, I'm going to be a podcaster." You know. Um, but if, if it's something that your church is at that point now, I want to recommend Anchor FM. Um, this is new to me this year. Let me interrupt you real quick. Yes. Anchor FM app. A pastor can literally place his phone and record the podcast right there. Okay, Pastor, you're a podcaster. Take, I take back. Just take the bonus. I, 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 I take back. This is why John sits in the back of the room. Uh, he, the smartest. captured from another source other than the phone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can't draw it. I take a lot of audio. And like, oh, 
gas do whatever and I copy and paste and don't reply to so, about thirty minutes. So um anchor anchor let me go back. Voice recorder you have editing capabilities right there before you upload it to anything. And it works and that, very and well. Editing capabilities, if you got time to edit, that's kinda nice to edit, edit stuff out. Uh, yeah. If you started early and you got yeah. the, the offertory in there and you take learning three minutes, you can shorten it yeah, off the exactly. so that it starts where you want it to start. Right. Maybe a little learning curve, but once you figure it out, it's it's not hard, right? Okay. Anchor FM, create and host Better. unlimited podcast. Yes. Um, before you go off that topic, do you feel like the sound quality is as good doing it from your phone like that than like a dedicated mic and, and no unless, unless you have an incredible digital system with the personnel to run it this is good for 80 90 percent of the people and they'll never know the quality okay. difference. I, I will say this is that early in my ministry um, I was uh, podcasting sermons and I literally had one of these in my pocket and I had a mic like this hooked to it. And there's a difference in quality. I mean, if you've got your phone sitting here, phones do a good job, you know. But I'm saying if, if you want to just have an instant improvement without a lot of work, you can do the mic. You can wire the mic. But I, I agree with John. I mean, if you just want to get the podcast out there, just turn on your phone and record it. Or like talking with AirPods or some kind of... That works too. That, okay. if, you're, if, if you're okay with having... You know, a dumbbell stuck in your ear. The whole I like time. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're doing like a Bible study or like a women's, yeah. like yeah. devotional yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a thousand ways to do it. Okay. And, and so uh, once you figure out how you want to make the audio, then bring it to here and or use the tool to edit it. What was the name of the tool again? It's just called Voice Record. Okay, and so you're gonna you're gonna go on our group page and you're gonna drop that link for us. Okay, um, Anchor FM create and host unlimited episodes, unlimited distribute. Here's what I love: distribute your show everywhere will make money. I, I know churches aren't into that, so but this is just what they say about themselves. Um, all in one place, all for free. Unlimited episodes, all for free. And and when you set up your account there, you know what you can do? If you have a iTunes account, help me out, John. If you have a iTunes, Google Podcast, um, Spotify, Spotify, you drop all those accounts in there. And when you when you click broadcast, boom, it's on all of them. Now, can I tell you what's cool about that? Now I'm going to preach a little bit. For the first time in history, is it is it Matthew 24? Is it Matthew 24 where Jesus is talking about the end times? Am I right about that? I think. And and here's what he it's says. He said, yes. Look, you shouldn't sit up front if you can't answer answer the questions. Um, so here, here's what happens is Jesus is talking about the end times. He says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and all this stuff. And, but one of the things he says is he says the gospel will be preached all over the world. And then the end will come. And you know what? Within the last 20 years, for the first time in history, you can reach the ends of the earth from your desk in your office. 
And, and so now I'm showing you how you can record your pastor's sermons and you can, you can just hit a button and they go to all these outlets where people can find them that may never know you. Look, we're just, I'm telling you, share the gospel. Amen. Give me an amen on that. Come on, preach. Share the gospel in every way, shape, and form. Get get your pastor preaching and, and put it on on Spotify and iTunes and everything else, John. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. But you also get an RSS feed, which means you can stick it anywhere. And on the website. Learned, on your website. Right. And I just learned that this is a Spotify. Really? That's good to know. Hey, let me tell you something. I know I, I, I'm a minister, okay? Uh, I'm a preacher. That's my calling. And I know how hard it is to prepare a message and how your heart goes in it. And you want to get up there and you want everybody to hear it. And you get up in front of your congregation and you preach it and you're done and they heard it. And, and hopefully people were moved by it. Maybe somebody got saved by it. But man, tell your pastor that when you get through preaching today, I'm going to shoot your message out to 10, 15, 20, who knows how many people that could potentially stumble on it and listen to it. And be moved by. I mean, why not? He did all the work. He's put in the sweat equity. He has something passionate that he's poured his heart out on Sunday morning. Why not get it as far out there as you can get? Okay, I'll stop. I'll get back to it. Um, thank you, brother. Um, so, recording tools on mobile, iPad, desktop, web makes it easy to record your podcast with no extra equipment required. It's easy to edit, publish, distribute your podcast to every major podcast platform. John shared those with us. So that's pretty cool. Unlimited free. All right. Let's move on. Zoom. Who uses Zoom? All right. All right. What's Zoom people in here? Um, as I said earlier, my wife and I, we do the college ministry. By the way, our college ministry is named Newly Adulting. I'm kind of proud of that. They came up with that name. And, uh, and so we use Zoom on Sunday mornings. And uh, what, what it does for you, and it's free, and there's paid versions, but the free version, you can... So I'm in the room. Uh, we have a camera on the laptop. We turn on Zoom, and people that or have the invite to our meeting, which you can set up an invite with the same number that never changes. So once, now they do have to have an app on their phone. Okay, so you gotta tell them, load the app, put in the meeting, and from then on you just turn it on and go. Nobody's fussed at me about that. Everybody seems to appreciate it. Because it's the college ministry, we have students gone all the time. They're going away to college, and we tell them, look, find you a church at, at college, but here's what happens. Sometimes guys are sick, they'll zoom in. Sometimes they're going on a two-week camp, they'll zoom in. Sometimes, like one young lady spent the summer in Africa, she, every Sunday she zoom in. So uh, one young man, they moved to Massachusetts, and he missed us. And so for a few weeks, he zoomed in until he got to feeling good about his new church, right? And, and so I'm just saying that uh, for that's how we use it. I mean, basically, it's a live meeting reality. Now, another cool thing I like about it is that when, we're, when we have the Zoom running, I can record. I can record both video and audio. 
And then when it's over, sometimes we'll take the audio and we'll put it on our Facebook group page. And, and so it's just very cool at all the options that it gives you. And it's really, it's really pretty easy to work with. Linda, how do you use it? Me? Yeah. So to do meetings like someone calls me and So see, that's a totally different use. Just laptop to laptop, having memes. And you know, multiple people, their, their pictures pop up in the corner, and so you kind of see everybody there, but then if you're doing, well, I've never used it without PowerPoint, so if you're not doing PowerPoint or anything, is it just everybody's pictures popped up? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a tiled thing. Yeah, like a group chat, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's very cool. A lot, of, a lot of great stuff you can do about it, but meetings, uh, recording, uh, training, whatever. Uh, I'm sure that if you're looking for something live where you can connect with people that can't be there, that's free and it's a very cool tool. Okay, simple video conferencing and messaging across any device. Uh, single communication suite for meetings, chat, and more. Um, Read that in my notes. Free video gallery. All right. Um, why do you? Why does the church need a video gallery? What time is the summer? Like when you begin with the church service, have that rolling, something like that. <coughs> Eight thirty. Thank you. Um, no. Okay. That's when we run our videos. When everybody's sitting down. So I got to better explain what I mean by video gallery. Okay. Uh, on a website. Oh, okay. Video, I'm sorry. Video gallery on a website. Why would a church do that? Kind of like a library where you can keep them in order and maybe. Yeah, like the pastor. If you re, if you do video recordings of your pastor's messages, you could create a library. Um, if, also use it for like children's ministries and fun activities they're having, so it shows. Yeah. Other people. Hey, this is how active we are. Yeah. So, so there's reasons to have videos on your website, right? Okay, so now this is going to take it kind of to the next level. This is called Huzza, and it's, a, it's really not a video gallery. I call it a, a video curator. In other words, you know, a curator in a museum. They have, they, any museum probably has as much stuff in the back as they do in the front. And so what they do is they decide what to put on display. Okay, so let's say that you could create a video gallery for training in discipleship. And let's say that you would love to, uh, that you don't have the equipment to make your own videos, but you know that there's great videos across the web. Maybe there's some great discipleship pastor that has a series of videos on Vimeo. Maybe there's another one that has, maybe there's some great videos on YouTube that you saw that has to do with discipleship or whatever it may be, whatever video platform. Uh, as long as you have um, the link to the video, then you can go on here and you can make a channel. And you can drop all those links. You can drop Vimeo links and, and uh, uh, YouTube links and uh, let's see, what's somebody else, John? I don't know if face, Facebook might be the oddball, but they may work. I'm not sure. They may work, but anyway, so 
I'm going to show you an example because I'm not explaining it well. It's the best platform to showcase videos on your website. Try it free. Okay. Love Huzza. You can integrate YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Twitch videos all in one seamless interface. So basically what I'm saying is this, is you can have videos from all over the place and you can put them into a player and they all look the same and work the same. So that's pretty cool. So let me show you an example of how we're using it. So we've got a lot of training videos for groups. And so this is our groups player. This first player is for kids groups. Huh? That'd be the worst Sunday school teacher up later. Yeah, there you go. Um, they have multiple players. Now, they have one player that's free, okay? But it's, um, well, I think I got it somewhere. It's separate. I think it's $99 a year. And for $99 a year, they got 10 or 12 different types of players. This is the one that we chose. And basically, what we wanted was we wanted the video plus we wanted content to go with the video. Now in this content window we can put links in there, we can put like we can put a link to a PDF to download, we can do a lot of stuff over here. And, uh, and so we got the video, we got content, we can do links. Let's say if it's a training series and she has a training guide and we could have the training guide put a link where they could watch the video, download the training guide and follow along with the video. I mean, just very cool. Now, some of these are, um, some of these are Vimeo. Most of these are probably Vimeo. There's a few that are probably uh, Facebook. But anyway, it all looks the same. And here's what's cool about it is if I click on another one, it just pops up up there. And so it's just a very cool, seamless player that allows you to display a lot of videos. So imagine you're, you record all your pastor's sermons. You can say, hey, pastor, give me your notes from each Sunday. And it might be simple, it might, but you could do your pastor's sermon and you could put his notes. Or if they do the note in the bulletin, you can create a PDF and have a link to download it. They could watch the sermon and fill out the notes. Now, we have, all of these are players on different tabs. They're all individual players, all of them built on Huzza. There's youth. Uh, there's, who is that? Adult groups and so on. So now we've got tons of videos, but we've all got them all looking the same, kind of working together. Now when people come to our website, they get used to how to expect our videos to appear. It becomes comfortable for them. And so this was our this is our first experiment out of the gate. We're going to be redesigning jbaptist.org. Um, we hope to have it done before the annual meeting. And so you'll see a lot of this video player on our new website. But anyway, it's free um, to an extent. You know, you get one video player free. But if you find one that you go, I really like the way that one works, 99 bucks a year is not bad if, you're, if you want to have some cool videos. And um, Linda, what, what do you, how important are videos, would you say? Oh, they're extremely important. That's where most of the content, like, that gets the most. And speaking as a social expert, I, I would take her word on that. Video is it. I mean, people will watch video. People love watching video. Um, it's hard to get them to read. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, that's a great question. 
and and so what I have is all that turned off for for hours. I have it turned off, um, but you can decide what shows up in these. So when you're on the husband side, it gives you a ton of options that you can decide how you want it to work. And I, if I, it's been a while since I built that, but I'm pretty sure that I just said I want everything turned off but not like that. Yes. So. Okay, so free video gallery. Free business listing. Nobody really voted for this, but I'm going to tell you why it's important. Um, you go to Google and you search for anything, any kind of business, church, whatever. What pops up on the page? Huh? If you do it right, you have a map to get there to your church. Yeah, so you know you know the look, you search for it, and over here a is a, a pictures, a map, driving directions, hours, all this. That's a business listing. Now, it's there whether anybody in your church manages it or not, your church has a business listing. Uh, and, and so when you go to that, you look for this little button that says, is this your business? And you go, yes, this is my business and I want to claim it. Because once you claim it, you can put stuff in there. You can put pictures in there, you can put your website, you can put your hours, uh, you can put, you know, picture of your pastor. Uh, you, there's a lot of stuff you can put there. Plus, here's the gold, is that, well, let me back up. Imagine this. Somebody comes to your town. On three, I want everybody to say your town. One, two, three. Exactly. So somebody goes to the website and they go, uh, churches in, say it again? Yes. And, and so you want your church to pop up, right? Okay, well, if you haven't claimed your business listing and other churches in your town has, who do you think Google puts on top? The churches that claim their business list. Because they go, for all we know, there's, that church ain't even open. These people are working with us. We put these people up top. So that's why you got to claim your business list. And then it allows you to put accurate information. I've seen map pins totally misplaced. Somebody was telling me last week, he said, he said, when you would pull up our church on the Google map, it would send them to the Methodist church two blocks away. You don't want that, right? So if you claim your listing, you can tell them if that map pins in the right place or not. You've got a connection to them. Now, claiming the listing is jumping through a few hoops. I'm just going to tell you right up front. Here's the most important thing, is that they whatever pops up on there, whatever phone number pops up on there, they, they will call you at that number to, to confirm it's you. So if there's no number there, then the, the other way they do it is they send you, they, they will literally mail you a letter to that business address that you'll have to respond to by snail mail. So, so I'm just saying there's a little work to it, but if you're at your church office, you can go on the online and you can say, I want to claim this listing, and you can wait for the phone to ring and go, yes, yeah, me, and they go, okay, it's you, it's yours, take it. So, and there you go. Yes? Whether you have a website or not, yes. that's mm -hmm. different from searching. Right. 
Whether you have a website or not, you need to do this. This is worth doing it, particularly if you're a smaller church. Part of what Google responds to is the number of clicks and responses yeah. to it. And the only listing that was above our church when we did this about eight years ago were those who had sponsored listings. Because we claimed it, we kept it active, we even developed the Google AdWords account, which for nonprofits you need to look into as well. Thank you. And then you start going from there, it does require a tad of work, mm -hmm. but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. So you became the first free listing under the paid listings. And that's cool. You're on the home page. In, in Orlando near SeaWorld. Wow. And so you get to do a little bit of search engine optimization as well because you get to identify keywords. Yeah. And let me tell you another little secret. Once you do the work of claiming it, then here's what you do. You tell your church members to go on there and talk about what a great church it is and give it a five-star rating. Do the reviews because yes. those matter. And respond to the reviews. Yes, respond to them. Be Thank careful you. when they review and respond because sometimes they click one and they're not paying attention. You're like... Or don't let your youth do it. Try to be funny. Well, well, then you know, I can't help you there. Respond and ask them to. Google watches that because there are some people who are just being untoward, and you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah. This is true, but the 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 what you gain is is worth it. What you gain is worth it. If somebody does give you a bad review, you can respond. Say hey, we we love you anyway. Um, you know, sorry you feel that way or whatever. But you'd come up with a better response than that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's something you just gotta do. You gotta do it. Google owns the world, and you gotta play by their rules, or you'll never show up on the front page. And if somebody's looking for churches in your town, you want to show up with everybody else. You want to have a shot, right? Now, you mentioned whether you have a website or not, but. You want a website because then you can add it to your business page and Google goes, well, they're a little more savvy than I thought. They got them a website now. We might just bump them up one more level because the church they're at right now, they don't have a website either, but they got five reviews and they got one. So you get six reviews and a website and they go, boop, put you up above. While you're talking about that, we're getting a new website getting a new domain name, all this stuff, um, and we're trying to figure out, our church name is very unique, I don't think there's another one in the world, the URL was available with like five different endings, um, but we're trying to decide if we're going to be smbc.org, which was available, or SMBC Waycross. Do you suggest putting your city name in... What's your church name? Sweat Memorial Baptist Church. I don't think there's another one. No. SMBC.org, that's awesome. Yeah. Four characters. Yeah. It was sweatmemorialbaptistchurch.com before. Yeah. Most people will put, the reason people use the, the city name is because there's a lot of them. Right, like First Baptist. And most of the time it's taken, so you have to tag on your city. I agree with John. If you can get a a domain that's only four letters that, that's probably a good idea and, and it wouldn't even hurt domains cost hardly nothing to get it spelled out do both, do both ends you can afford it by all of them 
point them to the one that you use the most. Yes, yeah. exactly. We do a lot of that at Georgia Baptist Mission Board. We got all kind of ways that you can do Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Okay. So if they get it wrong one way, they're still going to get to us, right? So yeah. Okay, Google Google Business. More than a business listing, your free business profile lets you easily connect with customers across Google Search and Maps. Okay, you can read that in my notes later. While we're on Google, it's just that everybody has their preference. The good thing about a Google Calendar is that people can subscribe to it. So that and and it's make it public, and then you have only so many people that can demonstrate it. In other words, have to go in and put in events. Yeah. So it, it, some people, some people would say it's not the prettiest calendar in the world. Um, you have to, you have to embed it on your website. And and so you know, I would check. I would be sure to check mobile and see how does it perform on mobile. Mobile. You know, just check that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people use Google calendars. For those who need a printed copy of it, it's not the most pretty printed copy. Right. That that's the thing about Google Calendar. It's it's it functions, but it's just not pretty. For, for a lot of churches, the preferred setting would be the events rather than events the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so play around with those settings and see what you like. I know that's another thing that we're going to go with on our new website. With our, we're going to go with a new calendar, but you're going to see mostly list event lists versus grids. But we're going to have all that. But we're probably going to show more list views than grid views. Yeah, but yeah, it works fine. Um, you know, there's you're on, you said just on WordPress. Well, I've got WordPress that I'm trying to design a site on. I'm still yeah. learning. So there's some cool calendars for WordPress that instead of them being embedded, they're native to your website, so they give you a few more features. But then, see, when it comes to updating it, I want the password because I'm canceling Right. So the password's got to log on. Yeah. No, we'll then use Google. Yeah. Yeah, use Google. If I had a full-time job in penetrating, yeah, we could. I want my job easy. Yeah. I hear you, man. Okay. Free web analytics. Once again, Google owns the world. They own analytics. Uh, is there any reason that you need analytics? There you go. That's a, There's a thought for you, right? Is anybody even looking at my website? If nobody's looking at it, there's something wrong. Either you got to figure out how to generate traffic or maybe it's not built in a way that people want to look at it. I mean, it will tell you if you got a problem or not. It'll it'll tell you, you know, you can. It's a. I mean, it's a, Google Analytics is a bottomless pit of knowledge. Uh, we we use it for chime in, Linda. Do you use it? Lacey Lacey uses it. Yeah, so she's a, she's one of our she's like our main content person and becoming more and more that. And so, is anybody reading what we're producing? Well, if they're not, what do we? How do we change it? You know, let's figure this out. Uh, it'll tell you um, 
if if you have a problem with with a high bounce rate which means they open your site and they leave your site they come to one page but they never go further I mean if you build a website and you've got information about your ministries you got your pastor sermons you got your um, calendar you got all this stuff you want people to see but you have a very high bounce rate it means they're coming in on one page and they're leaving on that same page maybe they're they're they legitimately got what they was looking for, but you'd like for them to browse, right? You'd like for them to learn more about your church. So it would tell you if you have a high bounce rate. It t tells you how long does the average person stay on your website. If if they're only on there for 30 seconds, they're they're probably not finding what they're looking for and they're frustrated, or either they come there by accident and they didn't even want to be on your website. Right. The fact that they music on the websites, that's not good. Now you let music they used to play to try to keep you there. <laughs> don't like do that. No, don't do that. That's gone. I know. Right. Don't don't put music on your website. <laughs> it's in a grocery store. It's like grocery stores use it. It works for them, you know. The old MIDI music, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. So let, let's see. What's that? What do they say? More than a business listing, your free business profile. It. Oh, I forgot, and I didn't change it. That's that's the previous slide, and and I've I've so ignored that. Um, but anyway, Google Analytics is free. Just just Google Google Analytics, and you set up. You, you you're already going to have a, a Google profile. You need to make one for your church. Like, don't use your personal. Um, and and let me just say this while we're talking about that is that there's way too many churches that people do everything with their personal accounts. Don't don't do that. Have a church account and let more than one person know the login. Have the login stored somewhere in the office. I can't tell you how many times I've had to work with churches to help them figure out how to break into their own stuff because the person that ran it all got mad at the preacher and left and wouldn't give them any information. I mean, you have to just start up. There's, I, I helped a church last year and they had two websites. One was the one that was owned by the person that got mad and left, and the other one was the one that they had to create because that person got mad and left. But, but that person wouldn't give them any information. They couldn't get, they couldn't delete the website. The old website, because it had been there so many years, it just had this old weight with Google, and it would show up before the new website. And it was just a train wreck, and it had information like a year old. And so, don't let, don't, you know, if you do anything for your church's website, make sure that you have those recorded and other people have access to them. Because you never know when, you know, for whatever reason, you're not available. Thank you, yeah. And, and that's a promotion, right? That's right. Sorry, I'm not worried about your logins now. Um, but, but please, and, and so you would know if your church has that, I would call it a problem. I wouldn't say that to whoever is the owner of that. But you need to start thinking about uh, a way to nudge them into making sure we know where those are. I mean, I, so many times I've worked with churches that they would want me to help them do something. I'll be, I'll be glad to help you. I need your login. Um, yeah, we can't find that. I, I'm, I'm telling you, that happens over and over and over again. And I'm like, well, I, I can't help you. 
you got to find your login or you got to contact the company and tell them you lost your login or you know and most of the time if you forget your password you can put in your username and say I forgot my password and they'll send an email but then the email goes to the person that's gone to 10 bucks too or either they don't even know the username I mean it, it's it can get really ugly so you know an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure uh, that's got nothing to do with analytics, but it's a good word tonight. Amen? All right. Um, free encryption. I don't think anybody voted for this. Did anybody vote for this? Is it like it was all there, Yes, it was. Um, so, nobody voted for it, but it's extremely important. Okay? Extremely important. Let me, let's see. Let's encrypt is a free automated and open certificate authority you're like okay you gotta explain that to me um in 2018 google decided that all websites should be secure all web pages should be secure now websites not encrypted produce warnings making your site appear unsafe this is this also impacts seo because google said you should be secure and google owns the world right uh, mainly, it's just a bad look for new visitors to your site. Let's Encrypt will secure your site and produce the green lock in the browser for free. We actually use Let's Encrypt on most of our websites without issues. We, as a matter of fact, we got 30-something websites. We use Let's Encrypt to encrypt all websites except for one, and that's the George Baptist Mission Board, and that's because we have an e-store on it. And by the way, the e-store, most of the stuff's free. You should visit it if you haven't seen it. A lot of great free resources. But you do have an account to download those resources. goes up from there I mean if you want to pay for encryption you can and it can get very expensive but let's encrypt is sort of like the I'd say they're like the MailChimp of encryption okay they, they're they're just I, I can't even explain it but and I don't know how they make money but this they have become but but seriously they are the industry standard for encryption Unless you have something that really needs to be tight and secure, then you want to you want to pay for the security because you'll get like a double encryption kind of thing going on. So here's here's what I'm talking about. Um, so if your site is not secure, you're going to see something like this. Now imagine a visitor to your town, churches in your town. Your church comes up, they click on it, and this pops up, and this is what they see: your connection to the site. Um, I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's Safari or if it's Firefox, but one of them, man, they just put a thing over the whole page and said it's like run, warning, run, run. Will Robinson, run, run, yeah, go away. Don't ever come. Chrome. Linda's back there going, who is Will Robinson? <laughs> Danger. 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 <laughs> But is that not a bad look for your church? Yeah, it's, it's a big turnoff. Yeah. yeah, you should not enter any sensitive information on this site, for example, passwords or credit cards, because it could be stolen by attackers. That's the church I want to go to. 
bunch of sinners in there, I'll fit right in. So check your church website tonight, and if it's not secure, you need to secure it. Now, you go, okay, that's great. How do I do that? So you do it through your web platform, wherever your web is hosted, okay? So you understand that the web hosting is where all the files sit, whether it's WordPress or whoever. Who is your web host? Even if it's GoDaddy, John. They, they use less encrypt. Um, and so you want to contact your web host and say, I need to get a secure certificate on here. And maybe you have a web host that, you know, they're non-responsive, like you can't call them. A lot of web hosts you can't call. You just got to do a ticket, right? But they'll probably have instructions that just walk you through the process, and it's probably going to be pretty simple. Um, if it's not simple, you know, hopefully you can call them and they do it for you. But pretty much everybody you ha has a less encrypt offering uh, on their web browser. Yes. Do you feel like if, if you have a WordPress website, do you also need to use something like Bluehost to host it as well? Well, there's two there's two WordPress realities, right? So there's WordPress. I don't know if it's .com or .org, but it's the WordPress online where you build on WordPress on uh -huh. their online platform. Uh -huh. And then there's the standalone WordPress which if you're on Bluehost, you load it on there, and so it puts all the WordPress tools on your platform. Now, if you use the, the WordPress online, the .com, .org, whichever it is, there's a little bit of a limitation on what you can do on those websites. You can still do a lot, but there's a little bit of a limitation. But if you're on Bluehost, GoDaddy, WP Engine, whoever it is, and you have your standalone WordPress set up, which that's not hard to do either, then, then you can you have the selection of all these plugins and stuff that you can use. Like I want a plugin to do X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe it's not offered on WordPress online, but you can get it for the standalone WordPress. So the better option is the standalone WordPress. Does that answer? Yeah, kind of. So if you do, if you go through Bluehost and then do standalone WordPress, you still need to do the Let's Encrypt. Yeah, it, oh, no matter that. where your website okay. is, you got to do less than three. Okay. Yeah. Question there. Yes. This one on the left talks about passwords and credit cards could be compromised. If you have a website, the only thing anybody can do on it is send you an email through it. We have a website, and that never shows up on ours. To my knowledge, it's not secure. It's through WordPress. So, so what you want to look at is this, and if, if you don't get an immediate pop-up, right. if you click that, it's going to open some kind of window saying this is not secure. But there's no, there's no password no. with password, and no money goes through. Right, and so, and so there's still two detriments, even with that. Here they are. It's one is Google will, will hit you on search results because Google is the one that said everybody has to be secure and they want everybody secure and if you don't secure your website they're going to drop you way down in the list. And the other is is that if somebody clicks on there and reads a negative message it it reflects negatively. So that's the two 
uh, downsides to even, I hear what you're saying. No, we don't do credit cards, we don't do passwords and all that, but you still take those two hits. You may not see that negative comment because you visited it there even long before Google pulled the plug, but a first time visitor might see that. Yeah, and, and maybe it's crawling. I don't know, but I know if I hit a website for the first time on a certain browser, I mean, it throws a big thing up there. It don't even go to the website. It says, do not even go to this website. Go back. I mean, honestly, that's what it says. Yeah. And then you can't even see how to go to it on Chrome. Yeah, you got to click advance and say, okay, I know my computer's going to, yeah, and you click on advance and, and it says, do you know this is going to, you know, ruin life as we know it, go ahead and proceed, right? I mean, basically, that's the gist of it, so that, that's a bad look, that's a bad look, so, you know, yes, okay, I think that might, yes, Q&A, oh, there you go. Session notes. If you don't write anything else down, get that or memorize it. GABadness.org web freebies. And there's a ton more that I haven't even covered here that go in every section. So there's just offering upon offering. It's all free. We love it. Um, questions? And for lunch, you'll come set all this up for us? No. <laughs> I will not. I'm sorry. I, yeah, right. That that's the thing. I don't know if I said that earlier or not, but but they're like, you cannot build websites for churches. Okay. I would love to. I would love for that to be my job to just go church to church to church. So we don't have a website, and we we need to build a website. Okay. Yeah. I understand that, but. I may have missed it, but I thought it took the note. Other than WordPress, is that the only place? No, that, the first one that, I think it was the first or second slide, the Radiant, Radiant.com. And it's very easy. Let me get back there. Yeah, right there, right there. And this video of us right now. Or we can click on it somewhere on the web, right? It's on the page right now. It's on the page now. So, as soon as this session's over, it's there for right, you to enjoy. Comment. <coughs> yes. Share. 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 <laughs> please, right? Please share, right? Yeah, share is the best thing you can share. Well, can you share from a group? Okay, cool. Awesome. I don't know if Blackway has it down there, but um, Tom Rainer <coughs> wrote a small really good book called How to Become a Welcoming Church and there's a chapter in there on your website and your your presence on the internet and how that's your invisible front door and it really made me be in a church all the time and you know being a believer for so long I take things for granted but it really helps you to, to gain a new perspective on things like that and just, just general things in your church and it's a really quick read but it's got a lot of really good information. And what's the name of it? How to Become a Welcoming Church. Yeah and let me tell you something about that talking about your invisible front door. It's it's your first time visitors first visit. If they're not impressed with your website they're never going to come to your church. And a millennial is going to Google you. Yes. They're not going to just go. Exactly. They're not just going to show up in your parking lot. They're going to go and here's what they're going to want to know. And, and I think I, I believe 
listen, I believe in the notes that I, I added one of my blog posts and it, it talks about why you need a website. And if you, it's not very long, read that. Read that, why you need a website. What, it, it, it goes into what visitors want to see on your website. If you're going to build a website, make sure that it has what visitors want to see. Where is that at? It, it should be in my notes. When you go to my notes, uh, last yes. And if it's not, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's there, but if it's not, get my card, shoot me an email, and say, send me that link because it wasn't in your notes, like you said. <laughs> and and, I can, and I'm pretty sure it's in there. I'm in the process of what I'm putting on this. Yeah. Building the menu structure, what needs to be in Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you real quick what they definitely wanna know. They want to know how do they dress, where do they park. You know, maybe for some churches that's not hard to figure out. But for others, you know, you might have a welcome center in the side door. They don't know that. They want to know what type of what type of service. Is it traditional? Is it contemporary? What time is the service? What do I do with my kids? They want to know what does your pastor look like and what does he sound like. I'm telling you. Because they, they want it before they go. They then, they have a fear that they're going to go in and put, be put Amy to sleep. Amy and I went to a concert one time to see for him in Columbia. And it took us to this back entrance of their church. And you had no sign that said, this is the back entrance. It was right by a fire station. We thought we'd come all this way. Relying on Google. <laughs> and it was because it was bad math. A bad pen. Hey, talking about relying on Google, I'm coming here today. I've got a box in my car that i got to get to a post office. When I left my house, the post office wasn't open. I'm like, I'll just hit a post office on the way. So I get on 16, and I put in, while I'm driving, I put in, um, I'm, I, don't have a, I don't have a company car. I put in, um, I put in post office, you know, search long route, post office. It showed me one right off the internet. I click, add it to my thing. I get there 30 minutes later. It takes me off of 16. I go a mile this way. I go four miles this way. And it says, you are here. And it was an empty brick building in a farm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about we could have left. I'm like, we are you kidding me? We didn't leave, but if we'd have been a person going to try to find that church, and we just seen a fire station and a back door, with, with a back drive that we just said, oh well, couldn't find it. And then when it. we left, it took us the correct route. Yeah, I did. The, yeah. And, uh, the front door. Well, let me make an announcement. We are officially done. And I'm, I'm here to answer questions. John uh -huh. is here to answer. Oh, we're not? No, we are. Just tell Say bye to our Facebook friends. Oh, yeah. oh bye. bye. Thank you for Facebooking in, friends. Thank you. Everybody say bye. Let's hear it. <laughs>